0: Hello and welcome, everyone. Once again, it's time to talk sports. Paul and I talk sports. I'm Jason. This is Paulie.
1: How's it going out there, guys?
0: And it's another day, mid-August. Nice and mild weather for August. It's actually really yeah. Pleasant. It hasn't
1: been too hot, which has been really nice.
0: Yeah. And before we go any further, don't forget to follow us on our Twitter account at pi talk sports and on our Facebook page. Now that's out of the way, what happened this week, Paul?
1: All right. Um, So like you just pointed out, it is the middle of August. Uh, Football's right around the corner, but we're not quite there yet. Um, So we got not a whole lot for you guys tonight, but we did have some things happen. Uh, Serena, this was about a week ago, um, but She announced Serena Williams, the GOAT, the she of 23 Grand Slams. um, Didn't officially announce her retirement, but she's basically stepping away for a while. She's having another child, and she doesn't want to, from what she said, she doesn't want to have what happened last time where she was still playing and trying to be a mom at the same time. So good for her if she never plays again. Like I said, she's the GOAT. If she does decide to come back, uh, we will wish her well. But, yeah, Serena Williams, um, the legend, is stepping away from tennis. So
0: Yeah, and, I mean, she's 40 now. She's having her second kid. She's doing her thing. She's already got like her brand and all that going for her so she, it's not like she needs to play tennis right so as soon as she's ready to step away if it's on her own terms and it's now good for her man you know that's awesome she's yep. had, she's had a as good a career as anybody playing sports ever you know
1: Yeah absolutely and so uh we wish the well best to Serena um LeBron James switching to a little bit of basketball. Uh, LeBron James just uh, re signed a two year, $97 million deal with the Lakers. So uh, they still have a lot of drama going on, but they know LeBron's going to be there for another two years. Uh, they still have to figure out whatever. <laughs> like the, the
0: rest of their team, but yeah. Yeah,
1: essentially. But, so, yeah, LeBron gets uh, some more money and stays in L.A. And Lakers got to figure some stuff out. So, yeah, anything else basketball-wise that I'm missing? I mean, all the f- big free agencies still – well, one one uh, thing we did have was uh, Durant basically wants uh, Sean Marks and – uh Jason or uh Steve Nash out or he wants to leave so again that drama that who knows if it's going to be figured be able to figure out the nuts are still asking the moon for Durant which they should but there's not a whole lot of teams that have the package uh yes yeah, so there's a lot of drama going on in the NBA for how quiet it has been but Yeah, and it's really
0: hard to move, like, you'd think a guy like Kevin Durant, if you wanted to trade him, you know, he's one of the best players in the league, it'd be easy, right? You know, everybody wants him, but there's, it's complicated with, like, he's not 23 years old, you know, how long are you going to be able to have him, do you have a team that you can build, or, like, you you've built a team and you just need a guy like KD to come in and take you to the next level. Like there aren't a lot of teams like that right now, none that can actually pay for him. And that's the problem. Like all the teams that can pay for him are kind of garbage. <laughs> the teams that could use him don't really have the capital to be able to get him
1: because well, they've I mean, already that...
0: locked up their assets in their team.
1: Exactly. And the other issue is, uh, if you are going to trade for him, if the Nets are going to get what they are expecting, which I don't think they're going to, I think they're going to come have to come back down from there a little bit. But you're you're basically going to give all of your valuable assets, whether it be players or picks, up for, to get Durant, and then Durant's going to be stuck on a team with him and five bench guys. Yeah. So I I don't know I. I I could see this dragging out for a little bit.
0: Yeah, because Kevin Durant doesn't care about draft capital. You know, he's like, I want to go to Phoenix and (laughs) make it happen. He doesn't give a shit if if, uh, the Nets have to take chicken scratch to get, you know, in return. He doesn't care. He just wants to go whatever team he wants to go for, go to. So, and then the Nets are obviously like, we need to get as much back for him as possible they don't really give a shit who they give them to. So <laughs> it's two, two sides that want totally different things with, but to end up at the same result, it's, it's, yeah, this is not gonna, it's going to get probably worse before it gets better.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there. Um, Anything else basketball wise that we need to touch on? I mean, there's not a whole lot, like I said, there's not a whole lot going on right now and, uh we'll have the scheduled release preview breakdown for you guys next week when we can kind of dig into it but um we're gonna move on to some baseball right now uh the brewers uh ever since the all-star break really and then after they made the hater trade which at the time did not look great and it's not looking any better yeah. right now, but they are sitting at 62 and 53, two games behind the Cardinals in the uh, central race. Uh, they're, I believe, a half game back in the Wild Card race. So they're still right in the thick of it, but they – had a big series against the Cardinals this past weekend. Um, they took one out of three. The Saturday's game was just an all time pitcher's duel uh, between uh, Adam Wainwright and Corbin Burns. Burns went seven scoreless. Um, uh, Wainwright went nine scoreless. And then the 10th inning, the Brewers scored three and then the Cardinals took two back but couldn't get the third one across and then there they have a four-gamer against the Dodgers they've uh split that one so far they're playing tonight and then tomorrow afternoon so those are another two really big games uh Philly lost for the first for the only the fifth time in the last 20 games today so that helps the Brewers in their Wild card uh, search if they can't get the division. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same problems we've been talking about all year. I mean, inconsistent offense, their pitching staff is still great, but you can't get those runs across. You're not going to win the big game. So, mm-hmm. like I said, they're one big game back in the wild card, two back in the division. So they're still right in there, obviously, but. It's going to be a dogfight the rest of the way, and that's September baseball. That's what it should be. So, and with the three wild card teams this year, it is a lot easier to get in, but still quite a fight ahead of them. And it's going to be a fun September. So,
0: yeah, and if they don't pick it up, San Fran's just behind three, and a, three and a half games behind them, so they can easily, you know make a push their eight they've won eight out of their last 10 they could easily catch bet right back up and then yep. milwaukee's got you know another hurdle to get past to right to just to crawl back into the playoffs now that being said the whole san diego fiasco i was i was just gonna bring that up yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah if you want to take it from there like that that whole thing will probably factor in as well
1: Yeah, um, so if you guys don't know what we're talking about, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. was suspended for 80 games for uh, PED use. And so after they made the uh, bringing in Hayter and bringing in Juan Soto and bringing in Josh Bell, they looked like they were going all in to try to, if not catch the Dodgers, because that's not going to happen at this point, but to make the wild card after... Uh, Their epic collapse last year, Tatis did not make that any easier on them, and it sounds like the locker room is not very happy with him right now because he had just come back from a broken wrist from a uh, motorcycle accident. And, yeah, the Padres are in rough shape right now, so... That's one of the obstacles ahead of the Brewers. Like you said, the Giants are climbing right now, but yeah, the Padres are in a whirl of hurt right now.
0: And there's like the talk of, you know, Tatis claims the the uh banned substance was found in a ringworm spray he got and all this. And you know, maybe maybe so. Still, like And if so, he'll appeal and you know, we'll go through all that process. But as it stands right now, man, man. And they were just like that was the talk, right? Like San Diego is is keeping right in the thick of the wild card hunt without tattoos, he'll come back and everything's gonna be great and they're gonna boost right through and they're gonna, you know, do all these things. That that was the talk. And for this to happen, particularly the way and the timing. Like just as he comes back or is ready to come back, oh no, sorry, you're not going to be able to play till a you know a month into next season. But that's oh man, oh
1: man. Yeah, it's it's not not a good look, and uh yeah, uh so we got uh the A's and Phillies who are on an absolute tear right now. Uh, are leading the NL, the
0: Braves and the Phillies,
1: or the, the Braves and the Phillies? Thank you. Um, over in or the National League, in the American League, the wild card picture is a whole lot of fun right now. Uh, the Mariners, and Rays, and Blue Jays are currently in the three spots, but you have the Twins are a game back, the Orioles are a game and a half back, the White Sox are game and a half back. Even the Red Sox are only four and a half back. So that that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch throughout September also to see. Cause the The East is pretty much wrapped up at this point. I mean the Yankees are not not been good the last month but they still have a nine and a nine game lead on the Rays there so you wouldn't think that they're gonna lose that
0: no yeah i wouldn't think so either i mean um, they are two they have lost eight of their last ten but they're still a good team they should hang on to that lead
1: you would think so yeah the central uh you have the guardians the twins and the white Sox all within a game of each other so that's gonna be fun to watch uh, Houston's going to take the West. They have an 11-game lead. Uh, they're not going to blow that. No. The East, the Mets, and the Braves are probably most likely going to get in. Uh, the Mets have a 3.5-game lead there. Uh, the West, the Dodgers, 17 games up. They're not losing that. And... That's the rundown of where we're sitting in baseball right now. Um, We got about a month and a half to go, and here comes September, and Mm -hmm. away we go. So, uh, anything? Any other baseball notes we got before we move on? I don't know if no, we
0: pretty much touched on everything there. What's up? Yeah,
1: I don't even know if we can call it the big show, but uh, yeah
0: the bigger show we'll call it the
1: bigger show yeah
0: (laughs) it's uh the ncaa football division one full championship series top 25
1: yes it is uh so that the top 25 just came out uh a couple days ago
0: yes sunday i think it was
1: sunday or monday yeah um so yeah, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame at number five is a kind of surprising to me with the new coach coming in and uh new quarterback, but uh AM six, Utah seven, Michigan eight, Oklahoma nine, Baylor ten, uh Oregon eleven, Oklahoma State twelve, you got USC at 14, uh, the Badgers sitting at 18, uh, Cincinnati 23 after their undefeated, almost undefeated season last year. They lost to Alabama, but, and then Houston and BYU at uh, 24 and 25. So the usual suspects up top, I mean, there's always upsets, but they're, i mean you knew alabama ohio state Mm -hmm. georgia clemson are all going to be up there and i've been building a program for years yeah funny they
0: they ended last year unranked
1: and i'm dead yeah yeah,
0: and then uh, this year you know with the with uh they come in six so you know everybody's high on them right then right now we'll see if they can you know live up to that so many of these uh too, way too early top twenty-five polls. You, you see these things where it's like, oh, you know, this team is ranked fifth when, oh my, because their class is so good and look at all these guys and they come out and they're just like, oh, I guess they didn't play any better than they did last year. Oh, okay, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, A and ms a strong program. I'm sure they'll be good. I'm just a little surprised to see them up at six.
1: Yeah, I am too. Um, the other kind of surprise is. Baylor at 10 is a little surprising to me. They, I mean, they did win the Mm -hmm. conference last year, so I guess not too much of a shock. Um, Yeah, they won the
0: conference, won the bowl game, you know, like.
1: Yeah. Uh, USC back into the top 15. They've taken a few years out of the at least preseason rankings. Um, They bring in Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma to kind of. Jumpstart their program. Um, Kentucky at twenty, normally a basketball s- school, but they've had a strong few years. Mm-hmm. Um, Wake Forest, Wake, same deal. Wake Forest at twenty-two. yep. Uh, Miami at sixteen, trying to gain their uh, mojo back.
0: Right. See if the ACC can't like bring some, bring some thunder. You know, like they've been the kind of. Weakest of the power 5, power Five conferences, in my opinion, or Power Four, whatever you want to look at it. You know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it,
1: to come come back in two weeks, and we'll have something different. About it. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> can you consider the Pac-12 to be a power conference anymore? You know, like there's some that's so uh, arbitrary, anyway. But to see, yeah, we'll see if the ACC can kind of, you know, Clemson's been you know beating everybody up in that conference for a few years now let's see if let's see if some other teams can't come up and do something n c state
1: and yeah i was just gonna mention n c state at thirteen uh, a lot of people think they're gonna have a strong year this year
0: but yeah um, it seems like a lot of speculation right like it state, it it all, Miami, it always like, it
1: always is at this point i mean it's, it's
0: yeah we'll see pitt i guess pitt at 17 isn't so bad. They did have a good year last year. Uh, losing their quarterback, though, we'll see if they can still have another good year. Wake Forest, I mean, yeah, and then again, another team that had a pretty good year. Let's we'll see if the ACC can keep it up.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, co- uh, conference-wise, I think Ohio State's going to be really tough to. For anyone in the Big Ten to take Mm -hmm. down, I think, and I think that's
0: one of the. Sorry, I think that's one of the reasons you see like the next top Big Ten team is Michigan at eight. You know that's yeah. You don't see like the Big Ten isn't doesn't seem to be very well represented up here just because I think Ohio State's just that good this year.
1: I I agree. I mean they've got that stable of wide receivers Mm -hmm. like they always do. They've got a Heisman candidate at quarterback. They're always going to be good. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's what what makes it so tough, especially early on. I mean, you know who should be good. I mean, you would assume Georgia and Alabama are going to be there in the SEC. You assume it's going to be Ohio State and then...
0: Michigan will be hanging out, you know. Michigan
1: will be hanging out. Uh, Someone's got to make the Big Ten title game from the West <laughs> yeah. um I mean again as a badger fan I always have high hopes but they always disappoint me mm-hmm. so uh ACC you assume it's gonna be clemson and then whoever they're gonna play in their title game uh the pack12 I think is intriguing because you do have uh Utah Oregon and USC all in the top 15. I think they're going to uh, fight each other all year. Um and then Oklahoma being number 9 at the for the Big 12 uh obviously Baylor, Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I mean again, this is this is early. This is just the initial list. Who knows? Maybe texas goes into alabama week one and takes alabama down and Mm -hmm. it's gonna change the whole season is it likely no but
0: but i uh, mean weirder things have happened
1: yeah exactly i mean i i still remember the 2007 season where i mean you just had upsets all year round and LSU ended up taking the title with uh, two losses. I believe they're the only two loss champion in the last 20 years. If I have that stat correct. I mean, so it doesn't happen very often, but that was just an insane year. Again, you're always going to have the upsets and. Yeah, I mean, they're. Again, it's it's early. There's not a whole lot to touch on, really. But um, I thought we had some games this weekend, but maybe we don't. Oh, for college? For college, yeah. No, the season starts uh the twenty seventh, so next Saturday. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Nebraska and Northwestern are playing a game in Dublin.
0: I think the um, official start is September 1st.
1: September 1st, I think, is the official one, yeah. But they call that week zero or whatever it is. You got yeah. Vandy going out to Hawaii. Um, And then... Yeah, you got some...
0: Bunch of, like, Sunbelt-type games. Yeah. North Carolina and
1: Florida A&M and stuff like that. And then uh, the Sat that first Saturday, uh, Georgia Oregon is going to be a lot of fun. Uh Cincy Arkansas is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Uh, yeah, it's still see, and this is the thing then, about college football. Well, Ohio kinda,
1: State and Notre Dame is the other is the oh, yeah, big big one. game of the yeah. of that week. But uh sorry you bringing up a point, Jason. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, I was just like it's tough. The The beginning of college football season is tough for me because you get these Florida state at Duquesne, you know, I just, I don't want to watch some team go win 63 to nothing. Like I don't care about that. Yeah.
1: And then, but on the, on the flip side, you do get the big uh, non-conference games that you usually don't see unless it's the, ACC playing their SEC rivals at the end of the year is the prime example. But uh, you do get uh, like Florida State, LSU, neither of them are ranked, but two big names, Clemson, Georgia Tech. That's a little early for this season. That's usually played at the end of the season. But, um, yeah, you do get that mix of the um, LSU going to – northern illinois uh northern illinois just taking the paycheck and (laughs) um you do have those games but you do get the mix of the the really big hyped matchups are usually in the first three weeks and then once you get into the um the conference season obviously it's all conference games and those are the for, big the, for the also, teams but... that
0: have the balls to play those games by the way not all these not every team is going out there playing marquee matchup non-conference games oh absolutely
1: either. not uh, but i i i have seen kind of a shift in that in the last 5 years or so where i think the nature of the game is those big time matchups i think the thing about those big time matchups is a lot of teams didn't don't like to schedule them because they are a risk. I mean, you get three guaranteed three or four guaranteed wins at the beginning of their season. That's a lot better than say example, Oregon going to Georgia. Um, Obviously they could win that game easily, but, you get a loss your first week that's kind of sets back the rest of your season if you kind of understand my meaning there.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I, I still main I would maintain that, you know, going down to Georgia week one from Oregon and losing and playing decent, you know, is gonna be worth more than going over to <laughs> you know, University of San Francisco and whooping up on a D2 squad. Like, that's... A win... And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe the the powers that determine the BCS rankings don't look at it that way, but I think they should if they don't.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, like,
0: I... and, and honestly... Look at the way the highest end teams, it's always a debate, right? It's always such a debate. Maybe not with the number one team because they're often undefeated, but with the next like three, four, five teams trying to get into that, uh, into the playoff. If you have a high end, if you have more high end, Non-conference games on your schedule, I think it gets it makes it a lot easier for a, a panel to pick your team over others that might have played Duquesne or DePaul in in football or the Georgetown football squad or something like that. You know?
1: No, I I, I agree. Uh, example last year was um, Oregon going into Ohio State week one, pulling out a victory there it really didn't hurt Ohio state until they got that second loss to Michigan at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they if they would have beat Michigan and then most likely beaten Iowa, I think it was last year. Um, They probably would have been in the uh, playoffs. So to, to your point a marquee loss like that at the beginning of the season doesn't necessarily hurt the rest of your season. Mm-hmm. So, i I tend to agree with you there, and i that's what I was going back to I think the the thinking around these programs has has shifted a little bit to more that side of the argument I think not
0: that, all
1: team not all teams I think agree with that, but I think the the focus is shifting a little bit
0: well, and maybe then once if the focus shifts off of that, we can kind of work that. And maybe translate that into giving teams like Cincinnati a little more credit. Like I get they went, you know, they kinda didn't really do what everybody wanted them to do last year. But they had such a hard time getting, you know, the recognition for being like, hey, we haven't lost. I mean, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And for people to still be like, "I don't know, this is, they're not playing anybody when it's like, Oh, their conference is bad, but yet you get these good schools going and getting a bunch of pancakes to beat up for the first month of the season, and that's different somehow i like, I just, ugh, I just need all of that to just stop, and I would like a lot I would like college football a hell of a lot more than I do. I mean, not that I don't like it, it's just like I have." I have grapes <laughs> okay. oh i
1: i i agree i agree and we've we've talked about that before in depth and something's i i don't know what it is but the structure has to change and it i mean it's working its way to changing again mm-hmm. who knows where's where this realignment is going to end we did mention uh usc and ucla going to the pac-12 with uh ben last time we were on, correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. went over that whole Yeah. that whole fiasco. Yeah, so
1: who knows where where this is all going to end up and again next year this could be a totally different discussion. So um yeah, that was the our top 25 college breakdown, a little bit of a preview for you guys. We'll have uh more in depth as the season comes up but uh anything else to add there jason
0: no that was a pretty good rundown i think we covered uh the conferences and the teams and the surprises and the disappointments yeah we went over that
1: all right um yeah anything else you have before we uh wrap up here
0: no it's been like it's that it's that uh calm before the nfl storm where everything's kind of at a lull but yet like baseball's starting to pick up with the playoff race and you've got football getting preseason and like, uh, and an NBA, like free agency and contracts are starting to get wrapped up in, in time to, for the new season in a couple of months. And it's, uh, everything's starting to pick up from the slow summer.
1: Yes, sir. Um, so uh the Brewers have like I said two more against the Dodgers uh tonight and tomorrow and then they have a home series against I believe it's the Cubs. Let me look that up.
0: Uh I think they're playing the Dodgers tonight.
1: Yeah, they're they've got the Dodgers tonight and then uh their series this week or this weekend I believe is uh the Cubs. Uh, let's
0: see. Yep, Dodgers tonight and tomorrow, and then a three-game series. Oh, and then they the go Cubs, out. And then they, they go. Out. go-
1: Go out to LA then.
0: Yep, for another Damn. three game series, back, and then back
1: back to Chicago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, back home against Chicago. Yeah, like they're at what at home against the Dodgers tonight and tomorrow. Then they go over to Chicago for three games. Then they go to LA for three games, and then they come back home for three games against Chicago.
1: That's a very interesting <laughs> schedule quirk right there. I don't know if I've ever seen that before, yeah. but so yeah we got uh brewers um not a whole lot going on uh wnba playoffs started today if that's your thing yeah Uh, all right i like uh watching the games. sometimes i don't really follow the season too much but i'll throw the games on
0: yeah
1: Um, i've never turned
0: one off that's for sure
1: no um anything else we're watching
0: no i'm just watching this little kitty New
1: little kitty. New little kitty for Jason. That's yep. so awesome. <laughs> How's uh to- Toshi
0: dealing oh, with Oh you know, the other cats the, they they deal. They they they'll deal. Toshi uh <laughs> Toshi's a little perturbed, but they're I think they're they're gonna be alright. They're not quite as agitated as
1: I expected, so That's good. Yeah. Um Oh, again, uh, happy birthday, Jason. Oh, thank you, Paul. Um, yeah, uh, anything fun going on tonight or just watching the kitties? Just taking
0: care of kitties, resting up, got work in the morning. so.
1: There we go. All right. Um, tell we talk to you guys uh, again, hopefully next week, uh, have a good night, guys.
0: Yeah, have a good night. We love you, everyone.